horror 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 movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make a movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction cool. skin. Nice. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions. But... <laughs> Thanks for your correspondence, Jacob. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Make a Horror Movie. Yeah. I'm uh, John, again. I'm still Dave. This is a fortnightly podcast whereby each week one of us pitches the other one a horror movie idea pitch. Yep. And the other one basically feeds yep. off that, if you like, like a pitch-based vampiric parasite. And <laughs> that's quite the right... Like a story-based succubus. Yeah, story-based yeah. succubus. There you go. And then, you know, obviously we throw it out to anyone listening to this yep. just by the very nature of saying it out loud. Yeah. That's the only thro- active throwing that's really yep. done. And then uh, hopefully people will write in with kind of additions and suggestions yep. to, to sort of um, embiggen to improve and kind of Find build upon flaws, make it stronger make it better finesse our ideas yeah. and massage make them, make them better because ultimately like this week I'm picturing an idea and uh, I I am not going to claim that it's any good my last week's idea was basically a Brexit wicker man that's essentially what I realised it was. It's good that you bring that up, because the first part of the now second episode of yep. uh, Let's Make a Horror Movie, and every, every subsequent episode yep. after that is going to be feeding back on last week's We idea. now have some structure. Idea. So last week, we called it Song for the Children, yep. or Harpy. Yep. Uh, we got an email that suggested... We got an email? Yeah, oh shit. Yeah, this is you know, very exciting. I don't... Te- just still getting used to this, mate. Still getting used to this whole thing. Can my mum even use email? I mean, I did read the email address last weekend. If you yeah. uh, not not two weeks ago now, but on the last yeah. on the last episode, I the email address is let's make a horror movie at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and somebody did use that to write in, and they said <laughs> uh, Harpies in Birmingham. <laughs> That's there you go. Yeah, I, mean, I like that. This is John, by the way. John, I know who he is. Yep. Suggested, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, otherwise you're doing a good yeah. job of, pota- of like feigning ignorance yeah. at this whole thing. Another John. <laughs> I like to think if this was yeah. you, you'd have thought maybe I'll use a different name. Double bluff, mate. Double bluff. Well, that's yeah. it, actually. Classic. I'm more likely yeah. classic that's double. twist. <laughs> so anyway, John felt that. He thought there'd be some establishment involvement in this at some okay. level, and perhaps that would form maybe a, the second narrative arc, you know? Yeah. So, like, if your main arc is, say, yeah. following your protagonist who, yeah. for anyone that didn't listen to episode one... Okay. The protagonist, I think, was the girl, a girl yeah. who, at the beginning, who, who was supposed to be sacrificed to these harpies yeah. to keep the town safe and prosperous and whatever yeah. else. I'm yeah. massively... Yeah, to keep it safe. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah, so she's your protagonist, and I guess, I guess he's maybe saying, uh, why don't we have a sort of second string as the establishment... Yeah. I mean, be. my first thought is, who does John think he is? <laughs> just, to, just to come out swinging like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. It, it does need a good B narrative. I'm thinking just a group of kids. He says, otherwise it seems from the outside like a call to the gendarme would bring down a swift delivery of musket to beak-faced and roast harpy for tea. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love everything about that. Well, he loved you a little bit of misdirection with uh, false causality. 
Oh. Pretty bleak. I, I'm very pleased that he picked up on that. So that's good. Because nice. this, that is actually an example of how this should be working. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. I, uh, I had some anecdotal feedback. Well, so let me just let Ted out. Okay. Ah, um, cut break here. <laughs> I think people want to hear Ted. Yeah. See how these sausages made. Odd. Odd, yeah. odd choice. Yeah. Um, then Ted's a friend of ours. Odd. <laughs> <laughs> a mute friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ted's done it again in the Cooking corner. Ted, yeah. Anyway, what, what was I to say before? Um, yeah, John and his, and his, and his big ideas. That was big, oh, yeah, my <laughs> anecdotal. So I got some yeah. anecdotal evidence, which was from a non-horror fan, which yeah. leads me to the pretty swift conclusion of thinking... I think if you're not into horror films, mm. this whole podcast is not going to be for you. I don't know what they're here for. So you don't have to be into yeah. horror per se. Yeah. You just have to sort of be into cinema. Yeah. And within that, accept horror films are part of... But you of... also can't be sort of like against horror. Right. But there's some people who just go, if there's anything horror, I'm out. I'm mm. done. Basically, yeah. the feedback I got from an yeah. avowed non-horror fan was that your story <laughs> dabbled in some... The women's in bondage, I guess. Yep. I guess. Okay. Element is a good yeah, way yeah. of putting it. With some grim ideas around that. And they, they didn't I like mean, that. I mean, that was its working title for quite a while. <laughs> I mean, again, if they were listening to this, they wouldn't like that either. <laughs> so, I thought it was a valid point. Because, like, it's I did. A fair point. My response was it'd be ideal if we had, like, a third person yeah. with us who, who was, yeah. um, you know, Looking not a man. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, to like to our women's experts. Because ultimately, you know, we are just two guys talking. Yes. And. And that you know, is all we'll ever be. For, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's at best just <laughs> yeah. a talking at some point. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm smoking. I'm, yeah. I'm a smoker. Like this is uh, smoking while I got. Yeah, I'm basically running on a tank of gas. It's finite. Yeah, that's all I'm and saying. Then it's like good. like one man sighing, and then silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tap my foot or something. It's sort of a yes, no. Yeah, a, a wee space. Or semaphore. Yes. Then you'd have to then translate for the list. Wouldn't translate well to podcast. No. Um, I do feel in my mind, and I can, I think that's a fair, that's a fair view on it actually. Given that horror has got a history of that, of the history of women being very much right. plot devices, yeah, put in peril for the sake of peril. My main vision in in my head of of the, of the town was that everybody suffered, that it, it was that it was not a women's issue or yeah. anything else. That that the men and women were equally feeling the effects of it, but also equally wanting it to happen. Because they felt any sacrifices they were making, either personal or like emotional or anything else, was worth it for the town. So it was a sacrifice on everybody's part. I do take the point that that would probably affect women more, given sort of like the childbirth and everything else. Yeah, from my point of view, because because this was put to me in a face to face scenario, yeah, uh, rather than over email, and because because you know I'm seeking feedback here, so no, it's hey, like we haven't done this before. It's a fair like, note. F- fucking, yeah. you know, it's all to yeah. play for, and. It did, I did think, you know, <laughs> for episode one, might have gone slightly off the deep end yeah. in terms of, like, where we were drawing some of the sense of horror from. Because it yeah. definitely wasn't a front and centre thing. No. And I basically made the point, which I think I'd like to think is fair, and you can tell me mm-hmm. otherwise if not, is that the way I saw it was that you you kind of worked back from, well, how do we create an environment where yeah. this ritual sacrifice is sort of logical and happens? Yes. And and to get to that point where people are buying into something 
hook, line, and sinker like yeah. that, that is genuinely yeah, life or death stuff, then you know that the circumstances around that can be nothing but fucking grim. And I was also arguing that the horror, that's a horrific idea. Yeah. I don't think you were um, you weren't exploiting that in any other no. way than to show that this it's the contextualization of yeah. the story, which because, is, isn't focusing on that element so no, much as focusing because on... the only other real way you could solve that is, is is if they actively took people from the surrounding area because they couldn't travel too much because it's an isolated community. But to do that would would mean it wouldn't really be able to happen for a long time, even in even in those times before any kind of citizen databases or like full-on censuses or anything else if they had to sacrifice anybody who wasn't of the village or the town they would be caught instantly and it would have been the whole jigs up and also the fact that they're quite isolationist means that i think that they would have they would almost take pride in their own self-sufficiency so so the fact that they're making the children for this purpose that they are actively giving something up and and they would take an odd pride in that because they believe it's working and they think that they've all paid for this They've given up their yeah. own children, and that's the payment that they've made. I, I do take a note, though. I think that's a, that's a fair thing. I mean, in, in my head, because the main protagonists were, by and large, children led by a young woman, mm. I saw that the victims of the piece were essentially the young, not necessarily any particular gender. Yeah, yeah. Well, they I mean, they're going to receive an end of it. I also would absolutely be like, yeah, that's a fairly hardcore kind of entry, especially yeah. for someone who isn't used to this stuff. Because yeah, then yeah. I think we got some other feedback that was like, yeah, great. But then that's from people who like horror. Yeah. So I think I think there's a difference there, which is probably a good time to say, if anyone is listening to this who isn't enjoys cinema, stroke horror, yeah. stroke speculative fiction, stroke science fiction, fiction. Yeah. Any kind of like genre fiction. I if you're easily offended... If you're like, if yeah. you're like powered on through the first few offences and would still consider yourself easily offended, probably just probably move on. Yeah, move on. I'm sure there's other things. Any kind of story based upon isolationism of that kind will always have a kind of unequal impact yeah. on society within it. Yeah, I think uh, it's lucky neither of us made any crass jokes about it. Oh, as well, I mean when that you would were, have been awful. Would have been really inappropriate. Yeah, I mean we'd have to end the whole thing. <laughs> I, mean, the- <laughs> I mean, if that had happened, we would have just had to have gone back. Cut, yeah. cut those out. Ask yourself some serious questions. <laughs> <laughs> but that was largely it. So, like, other than that, we have made some changes. We now have non-squeaky chairs because I I'm actually moving my 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 ass a significant amount right now, yeah. and no one knows. Yeah, it's, it's a secret only to myself. Also, we discovered that you're allowed breather at times. I'm allowed everything. I'm allowed man. <laughs> I'm um, I'm I'm quite a kind of heavy set obnoxious man mm. <laughs> in terms of breathing, moving around. <laughs> Of such things, which unfortunately would have an audio impact, but we have made moves to, to manage that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what is that horror film? Oh, what is that horror film <laughs> which, based in that? It's, what it's... Had that like grotesque creature in it. I can't remember <laughs> what was it again. You know, the, 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 the no, point I, of the yeah, this is really oh man, it's shit because I can't think of the name of it. Okay, so it's uh, set in in a, in, a, in a, like a grand what looks like English country mansion it's like empty there's one I guy there a woman of... the woman turns up she I think has hired this ginger guy with a beard oh um song? yeah um it's amazing though British film isn't it yeah um a dark song dark song that is an absolute and classic and now I'm hoping this is the same film at the end is there not an angel in the basement and you're saying that I'm like the angel yeah but, but, the, like... but in the sense that it's in a confined like it's it's massive <laughs> yeah and it's in a confined yeah. space and it you it, you can see it contorted yeah. into I've that space I'm trying called, to I've often been called an uncomfortable angel mm. 
has very much been a name that's dogged me for years. Fallen, uncomfortable, cursed, <laughs> <laughs> misshapen. Any of these things. Ooh, ooh, picture. Up. It's great. You yeah. could be anything you want. Okay. You know, you could have a trident. Oh yeah, and um, um, yeah, talk as clearly as I do in real life. Because in that film, <laughs> did no one say what he said? Oh shit. <laughs> I fail to remember which, but yeah, that film. And uh, what the angel you mean? Yeah, doesn't it say something cryptic? Oh, I. In, in like a. I feel um, like it booms, doesn't it? Like boom something. That yeah, you can't my, it's a great film. We probably yeah. that isn't a, in a spoiler. No, uh, it, I mean that's is, a huge spoiler, but yeah, this is this is this week's <laughs> well, way to go and ruin it. <laughs> Thing yeah. is, like, if you're gonna if you accidentally give a spoiler yeah. away, you're best to then deny that any of that was a yeah. spoiler because then the person. Watch if yeah. they then watch the film or whatever it is you've spoiled. Yeah, they they they're not actually seeking. If anything, yeah. they're ignoring stuff that's pointing to what you said. Yeah, and so they might still get some small pleasure yeah. out of it, you know. And to be fair, I think it's consistent that last week we spoiled the Sixth Sense, and we've gone for another huge cultural touchstone. <laughs> just very small version of the movie that most people have seen. <coughs> it's good but it's a movie. much better film. Than you, there are fans, though. Fans. There are listeners. Like that's who we. That's who we're trying. Yeah, to... Yeah, people have seen Dark Song. People have seen Dark Song. Keep moving. <laughs> yeah, or, or go and watch it. Or go or, like put it on a list for like when you get round yeah. to having time to. Your watch options it. are stop listening, watch it. Yeah, or add it to a list. Which is a fairly passive third option. I mean, how many how many options are we, we going to get? Uh, do you know what? I'm fairly lacks this core with this stuff. Fairly easy, easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, have options. Yeah. Like, there's loads of grey. Life's not I just black and white. Feel your way will lead to anarchy, and and to the end of this. No. <laughs> You've got to give clear, defined. No, I, I, I'm anything but an anarchist. Um. <laughs> I t- I, <laughs> end of point. End of point. There's no <laughs> politics to be found here. Put himself out, right out, out on a limb there. Uh, I think that was it. So I think that's all the feedback. So some people like yeah. the, like liked it in general because we're silly rambly cunts. Um, <laughs> again, just thinking of anyone that might yeah. have ignored the warning. This is offensive yeah. and explicit. You know, and some people fed back on the story, which was great because that's that's that, that's, that's what we that's really like. Meat of this. That's meaty. Yeah. And I had some thoughts of my own that we already discussed. Yeah. And, and the chair is we've tried to fix. Yeah. John is quieter. <laughs> I am a little bit worse for wear comparatively. But I feel like I've taken the edge off. Yes. Because last time, well, the first yeah. episode, you know, I was, don't know what I'm doing. Just keen. He does. The feedback that I heard was that you came across very well and very confident. <laughs> that, that, that is well, genuinely... Confidence is all a show. Oh, that's yeah. all that is. Yeah. So oh no, just... I did set, set them straight. I said he's a mess, oh, yeah, but he's, he's not an anarchist. He's a... <laughs> that's, that's what I made. He's a nihilist. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a he's a faux confident nihilist. That old chess. Oh, and he likes tea. Uh, right, last order of feedback business is that one of the pieces of feedback we had was why don't we do a bit more of because in the first episode we didn't yep. have any feedback from the public. True. So we did a sort of. Any other business section yeah, where we talked about things we were doing, yeah. reading, watching, relevant stuff. Yeah. And then somebody was like, oh, you should do more of that at the beginning. Okay. But then, of course, I my feeling was like, you've got, you got to kind of cover last week's episode. Of course. Because it's almost like, it's not a cliffhanger, but yeah. it's like, we want to see... Do you know, the people what, what they want. You're updating and finalising the yeah. previous week's movie idea. We watched Boar. Oh yeah, that was another thing that came up on the podcast. That's true. That's this is part of this is part of section two. You've, yeah, you've opened section two. We've now moved on to section two. And I've really flagged that. Yeah, up, yeah. So you know, everybody um, 
for, turn to your section two Yeah, pages. pause here, have a piss. <laughs> yeah. You can have a piss anyway. Depends how you're listening. We've told the audience what to do a lot so far. <laughs> We've given them a lot of instructions. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, Spend some you're... time with the family. <laughs> take your take a moment. Well, don't do that right now. Smell I mean, you can do flowers. that as long as you're still listening. Just smell the flowers. Yeah. Um, boar, very, very good. Boar, yeah. You, uh, I, I didn't go in with high hopes. No. Nope. I think I sort of... It, I don't know what its budget was. It felt like it was probably going to be relatively low, which, when you're dealing with a monster movie can be a mixed blessing, right? Because yes. it can either, I feel like, because yeah. again, I don't want to come across like any sort of expert in anything because I'm absolutely not. But, so but it's just, this is just armchair shit, yeah. I should say. Yeah. All of this needs to be taken within the context of kind of fairly hyperbolic, in-expert idiocy, just again, qualifying. So yeah, anything that Dave said, take with a pinch of salt. <sighs> yeah, because I'll just say, I'll say stuff. Shit, but anyway, so, uh, and I don't mean it, it's also I have a lot of verbal shorthands where I can't yeah. really be bothered explaining of course. So ask me about Coldplay. What do you think of Coldplay? They're shit. Is that <laughs> it really? Saves time. Is that, it, it saves so much yeah. time, doesn't it? Because I'm probably erring more towards shit than we're all, good. We're all busy men. We haven't, got, we haven't got time to be going into why Coldplay aren't great. Yeah, there you go. And they see exactly. There's a whole lot of grey in there. Yeah. But again, we just don't have time. Time yeah. is the fire in which we burn. Yeah. And as such, I can't be going you into You literally that have now. always said that. I have. Yeah, oh, I've said that ever since that. about 1996. Something like that. Whenever. Yeah. Whenever that came out. Um, so, Boar, yeah, I wouldn't have high hopes. And then um, I was, yeah, I was massively surprised. Really yeah. delivered. The cast were great. Pacing was good. I thought, don't know what you say. Scares, if you like. but It, it, was, yeah, you know, it, it, was, it was quite visceral. It was, really felt it. A bit sticky. It wasn't a jump horror in a scare mm. sense. It was more of, fuck, there's a giant boar killing yeah. people. You no, know, which was great. Yeah, did, did what it big. said on the tin. Yeah. It's quite a Ron Seal. Yeah. Job. You had Nathan Jones, the wrestler, who was fantastic in it. Lovely smile, very warm presence. <laughs> I enjoyed every moment he was on screen. I'll be honest. Yeah, he was. He was excellent. Big burly fella, heart of gold. That's how I would sum up his character. I don't want to give anything away, but he <laughs> he was very good, and it had oh, yeah. the guy. Uh, the well, start. you you reckon it had the guy from Wolf Creek, and I'm only saying you reckon because I I don't know, and therefore I'm taking away any risk of yeah. me being wrong. I mean, don't don't fall off that fence, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the guy from Wolf Creek in it, I will put money on that. Anyone can like come at me. And yeah, he's in it. I think basically, as long as you don't mind people like talking like me, like people talking like real. Big early, big street yeah. baggers, like yeah. in the country. Yeah. As long as you're happy with all that, then um, you'll be fine because there's a lot, there is a lot of that. We're all Australian. But there is a couple of American. One, one, the guy who was in Rob Zombie's, um, what are they called? The. Um, Bollocks? No. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses series. Yeah. Otis, the, not the, that's not the actor's name, it's the character's name. He's in it. Playing a character unlike Otis. Who's basically Charlie Manson. Cool. Does he um, go on to make the lifts? He does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an I elevator. Mean, that's, that's the whole arc of the film. It's a, it's a lift-based horror. Um, very much like that <laughs> film that M. Night Shyamalan made. <laughs> so, like, rough summary of so far. Don't watch M. Night Shyamalan's Devil, but do watch A Dark Song. And The Boar. And The Boar. Oh, yes, good. of course. That's what we're yeah, talking yeah. about. The Boar's very good. I'd give it a... I mean, we, we discussed this at the time. About seven, maybe an eight out of ten. It had some great makeup and effects. Nice, nice like, bit of really did. Nice bit of splatter. Got a bit messy. Yeah, got a bit messy. But then boars are notoriously messy. <laughs> boars are messy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the old adage. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's, a, like, he's like a boar in blood. He's like a giant boar in Australia. <laughs> uh, it was a big boar. 
It was the biggest boar I've ever seen, and I've seen boars. Unfeasibly large, some would say. It stretched the audience's <laughs> like credulity, right. but I feel that's that's the meat of the piece. Yeah. Anyway, uh, without wanting to get boring, which uh, is fucking appalling. Uh, what were you reading? Are you reading anything new this week? I'm still reading the Passage series. I'm now almost finished book two by Justin Collins. Very, very good vampire. It's a bit like The Stand. Hasn't got a character in it as good as Randall Flagg, but it's fun. It's very dark. It's very cool. I'm also reading... And they called, what's it called? The Passage? Yes. The first one's Passage, and then the second one's The Twelve. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm also reading... Um, this is not in any way lighthearted or podcast suitable, really. Um, a, Fucking hell. A, 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 it's a, not that book... Um... <laughs> Go on, Where are you going with this? I was going to say, it's not that book Pete Townsend said he was writing all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, the research paid off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it is a page turner. Couldn't put it down, mate. Yeah, you've got the only copy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, might have to get cut. No, I, I, mean, I mean, Pete Townsend. Is that, is that acceptable? Yeah. Is it? He said it. I know he said it, it's but not we're laughing fault. about it. It's not I your fault. I'm laughing at you. I guess let's let's quickly just check. I find... Wait, can we leave this in? Because I, I'm making you the butt of the joke here, I guess. Yes, yes. That I would be a current Pete Townsend fan because of his research work. Well, was he in a band? I'm not sure. It doesn't come up in the book. <laughs> the books are, the books are of, of a very singular very focus. Very one note, yeah. <laughs> it is Travellers in the Third Reich, The Rise of Fascism, by Julia Boyd. It is fantastic. Great. So, yes, a little uh, recommendation there. Non-horror related, but horror adjacent. Yeah. Because it is an unsettling, sobering read. Well, I um, haven't been reading fiction this last couple Ooh. of weeks. Yeah, I know. Well, so as all the many listeners to the first episode will know, yeah. I recently have been reading the significantly large and long series of books called The Horus Heresy by the Black Library. And I'm up to number 46, which is called Ruin Storm, when I finished that. Nice. And because the Reddit thread that I was following that was telling me which the main books to yeah. read were, so I only ended up reading... It's stuff. a hefty service. Right, so I've only read 22 thus far. Uh, but the Reddit thread ended a couple of years ago, and so I don't actually know what ones to get next. And in my kind of indecision, yeah. I started reading Andrea Dworkin's Right Wing Women, Oh, I've seen that in the bookshelf. Looks very interesting. Yeah, the politics of the domesticated female. Yeah, it is incredible. Yeah, it is incredible because uh, I used to read a lot of nonfiction. Of course, nonfiction was my thing for yes. a very long time, and every yeah. now and then I'll read something that genuinely is an eye opener. Yes, and in every case so far, pretty much it, it's been stuff I already thought I knew about, and yeah. I already thought I I thought you know correctly yes. about, if you like. And it always proves me wrong. And Dworkin's book is just incredible. So she's a feminist, Jewish, lesbian author who, in this book, is basically talking about... God, I mean, I don't even want to try and... Yeah. You know, it's about the quote-unquote domesticated female and, and, and the politics of right-wing women. Genu- you know, it's genuinely what it's about. Yeah. But it, it was a her words, not mine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. And her point of view and her experiences... I mean... You know, a lot of it is observational, and then she also, I think, was working as a journalist, and so she has a lot of first-hand experiences of going to, say, right-wing rallies um, yeah. in the U.S., in the South, in the 80s, um, yeah. and has really bad experiences. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't want to 
sound like I've just woken up. But, you know, it, it, it is genuinely eye-opening. You and can know something and then you can still read something which shows you the actual depth of something. She also has some real fucking punch. Like, yeah. reading it is is a joy. It, 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 you know, it sounds weird because it is a very... It's a very powerful book that talks about a lot of very very uncomfortable topics you know it, yeah. it, it covers some real grim realities i was going to say on that note it, it, in the sense of changing or opening my eyes to something i thought i already had a good handle yeah akala's book natives yes did the same thing oh, very and, good things about again that was a joy to read again sounds weird to say it because it's yeah. about stuff that's very challenging of course well he's wonderfully written but he's very talented fucking guy like it's really talented okay so I'm going to try and read this off my phone oh is this is this the movie pitch yeah we're moving on so here's this week's movie pitch so act three break so you can now go see the family take shit this time yeah check on the kids are they alright yeah have a shit obviously Uh, maybe get something to eat because I mean once you clear that you want something to eat You've got space. It's, 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 if you're in England, it's quite warm on have an ice cream. I don't care. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of this could also be done while, while listening. It depends what device you're... I am not talking to somebody shitting. So... Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, yes. Episode two, we'll pick around some name ideas at the end based on what you think. Next start uh, of section four. I would say... Give me, give, give, give me some slack. One other quick caveat before I start reading this is like... This is like the biggest kind of amalgamation of just stuff I've gone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This is, is not it about a right wing female boar? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have seen where you've got it from. So I had <laughs> thought about whether I should read this in like you know proper RC Sunday afternoon. You have one. You know, are a master of accents. I will. I'm I will be wanting to see I'm some accents. Commit. Like. So call them opening yeah. scene. Sunday afternoon. Oh, January fifth. <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself you get yourself sorted out but. <clears throat> <laughs> just going to clean up these um, these bottles if you don't mind sorry go ahead yeah so look I am also smoking but you can't hear you can't hear me <laughs> anyway it's implied that's what it's impl- yeah but the point is <clears throat> you know you literally you can hear the lighter go but yeah you go, that's quieter that's quieter that's fine look, I just moved some keys Sometimes keys need to be moved. <laughs> Sorry. So, Sunday afternoon on a residential street. Two boys are walking home from school. It's a point of view shot. We're looking from a window down this sunny street. And we see we're on like the first floor or whatever. Yeah. So we're not, we're not ground floor. We see one boy bid the other boy goodbye. We can't hear, but we can see the sort of, you know, motions. Heads out of sight, towards us, kind of out of sight, out of the bottom of the frame of the window, whatever. Yeah. So the lower portion of the frame sort of cuts him off. It's in our direction now. The other boy watches the former go, then slowly scuffs his way a few feet further down the road, past what was presumably his front door, to a slightly shady-looking lane running between the houses. Lingering on the shot a little bit too long, we realise the boy is looking around to see if anyone is watching him, and then starts to edge down the lane rather than going into his house. Okay. Pauses for a moment, looking back down the street. He's looking out of shot to something we can't see. There's a pause for a few beats, and then the top section of a man starts to come into view, which is what the boy is looking at. Uh And the man is looking at the boy. It's almost like there's a silent standoff at a distance. And then suddenly, the boy looks directly up into the eyes of the viewer, us, 
with like classic kind of penetrating, but you know, one of those yeah. classic, as I say, all of this is like, yeah, not all of this is standing on the shoulders of giants yeah. and, and <laughs> being frankly yeah. held up by all Your of classic piercing boy stare. Yeah. Boom into you. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck it. Hell. hell. Yeah. So, so like, you know, all kinds. He already sort of like, sort of like he already knew we were there and we were watching. You know, it's like, it's unnerving. And at the same exact moment, we hear a child's voice say like, hello. You know, it's just like lovely acting voice work, <laughs> and so we're like, "Whoa, fuck!" So we, because yeah. we're point of view still, yeah. we flip round like quick, so we see like a blurred kind of kitchen yeah. passes by in the view, and we see the same boy that stood out in the street staring at us, stood in the doorway looking at us with like this horrific, like broken toothed smile, yeah. proper like Luton bus moment, you know, where it's yeah. like, like, yeah, it's all quick, right? It's it's cheapish, yeah. <laughs> And Jimmy's like Jimmy, who's the who's the guy who that went. Yeah, we, I say, we're, who's Jimmy? I'm like like he's amazing. So yeah, I've given this guy a name. So he is a Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, she's like fuck, and pushes back from the table in kind of shock. And at that point, we've cut we cut to like third person, so yeah. we see that and we get the scope of the room nice. in this shot and in that reveal. It's no longer that weird fucking boy who we last saw out on the street, but it's mm-hmm. the one we saw leave him yeah. a minute before, who it, it's implied is Jimmy's younger brother. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like, fuck's wrong with you? You know, what have you? Why this are you is, going like... This is, this is not classic Jimmy behaviour. Yeah. Like, what? It's just me. It's just yeah. me. I'm going to name... We'll call, oh, me, okay. we'll call okay. me Bobby. Yeah, Bobby and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I can't understand why Jimmy just, just lost it. Uh, so in the as Jimmy's kind of explaining it, uh, the camera is panning a little past Jimmy and focusing back past him out of the window, and we see that the man that had previously been moving into view turn around and do the same as the boy looking up directly up at the window as he's sheathing something back into his sleeve that looks like some glint maybe of a large blade. Okay. The boy that was there that we got a weird broken tooth view of is nowhere to be seen. And when Jimmy looks back out the window, he makes eye contact with the man. The man gives him a friendly wave and walks into the house behind Interesting. him. Interesting. And that's the end of the scene. So nice. it's enigmatic open. As it's a bit bit more paced out, a bit more subtle. Can well, I um can I just make a point of clarification yeah. if I may? Yeah, do. Are we talking leaf, leafy suburb? Are we talking in a city? Built yeah, up. it's funny you asked that because I talking? thought you'd ask that, and I thought a, w- a cool way to respond to that would be to be like, "Yes, yeah, wherever you live." Because <laughs> my initial thought for <laughs> fuck you, too. right? So the rest of Act One then consists of Jimmy seeing an increasing amount of weird activity from his kitchen windows uh, in the evenings when he's watching stuff on his phone, smoking yeah. doobies, uh, doobies for anyone who's not initiated, um, jazz uh, cigarettes. <laughs> Uh, I always forget that that's a term for yeah for them. I love it. Uh, I would have accepted student cigarettes. Of course. Uh, last week I called it uh, after dinner cigarette, which I quite like because it lends a nice. sort of like velvet jacket yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, more like, like, like um, gentleman's oh, we're, Yeah, we're, just, we're retiring to the shed for an after dinner cigarette <laughs> and podcast. Uh, anyway, quite quite. So yeah, so he smoked a few jazz cigarettes over time. So we're getting we're getting a bit of time passing. Yep. Over time, we get we get a visit from Jimmy's friends. So this sets okay. up still like one. Obviously, sets up kind of like 
Yeah, that confirms that was his little brother at yep. the door, not the toothy one, but the one that was actually there in the end. And and what their their, their whatever their situation is yep. like, f- I'm in fucking flesh out. Right? Doesn't really what matter. We're we talking ages. Age, what we're talking ages. So I don't know. Jimmy can be. Let's say Jimmy's in his. Um, let's say he's twenty. Okay. Well, um, yeah. And let's say his little brother's on the precipice of manhood. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's our word of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows 20. Yeah. The, uh, it's the precipice. Precipice of man. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Jimmy's little brother, still at school. So, but let's go younger. Let's say probably like 10 to 12, something yeah. like that. Yeah, makes sense. And, and so, yeah. therefore, it was the kid that we saw opposite and the one that went, hello. Like that, yeah. in a really creepy way. Yeah. That would have been scarier with, you know, good editing and yeah, yeah. cut and fast cut and stuff. Where am I? Yeah, so so the friends, we get in Act 1, we get them visiting, sets them up a bit, confirms the little brother, their situation, also that they're relatively new to the area, you know, that yep. whole, like, oh, it's all a bit unknown. So, yep, so you know. finding their feet. Yeah, finding their feet. Also, the police live over the road, which is good, given the tougher times, you know, a yeah. bit of a nod. Also, rather arrogantly thought I could somehow blend in this sort of, uh, a sort of background of worsening uh, public services, police yeah. cuts and stuff. I don't think I'm smart enough to do that, but hey, if you say it, yeah. then hey, maybe maybe somebody who's smarter than me can kind of come back with some yeah. feedback to let's make a horror movie at yeah. gmail.com uh, and say, <laughs> uh, you know, here's a clever way you could do that. Think kind of like a nice like um, horror kez. <laughs> <laughs> Hands off cocks on socks. <laughs> the, man, oh, the man of a thousand voices. Yeah. Kez. I mean, the man of the relevant... The man of the up-to-the-minute references. All the kids are going to know about Kez. Oh, yeah. Anyway, look, we're getting away from it. So, so, uh, so, so, so police live over the road, which is a good thing, given the tougher of times. Yes. And then again, further in Act 1, you get more interaction with the man from the opening, in which we confirm he is a policeman. Yep. So, something still isn't quite right. He's got an almost too happy wife, who seems to really put on a show for the sort of yep. mundane, mundane pleasantries with neighbours. And also, I've written, also, blood. Blood knocking around places that would normally be inexplicable, but somehow the policeman element sort of allays I'd really say anywhere outside of the body is inexplicable. <laughs> well, it's not inexplicable. No. It'd just be like, that's an odd place to see. Worthy of merit. So I suppose I've probably used inexplicable or wrong here too, but in places that you'd be like, why is there, why is there blood on yeah. the patio? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's just yeah, it would be a common place to... Why is that blood not inside someone? <laughs> Basically, what we're doing in, in the rest of Act 1 is we're introducing the friends, we're contextualising the yep. situation, we're also introducing the guy and his wife over the road, the guy's a policeman. Something doesn't quite seem right about them. Mm-hmm. We don't know how they relate to the opening scene, but they were involved in it, you recall, yeah. with a knife in it, what's that all about? Of course, yeah, very strange. So there's still a lot of questions still, but, but the main players are there. Yeah. Act 2, I've written, this is where things start to go a bit fucking crazy. Yep. Whether that's true or not, you can decide. I think, actually, I'd argue Act 3 is where... Uh, and if you haven't gathered by now, this is a three-act structure. Oh, classic structure. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm easing myself in yeah. with safety net after safety net here. Oh, yeah. like, I am, I'm like a baby just starting to find a bit of strength in one of its arms. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> like, oh, I can... Speaking can I, as a father. I'm affecting change. Each limb does come independently of every other Does it? When they crawl, it's really one hand first. Just assumed. Yeah. Just assumed. Maybe. Make you bang on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That, that, Guesswork often is right. That day when all their limbs kick in. Oh, <laughs> this is a proud day for any father. Uh, Sorry. Okay, actually, Sorry, I, I didn't... Didn't... 
So, Act 2, right? So, Jimmy takes his dog out for an evening walk. Mm-hmm. Just again, your horror movie fans, just make, make yeah. the most of that with your imagination. It's night time, or dusk. But he sees the boy from the beginning again. So, okay. the boy with the tooth... I mean, so the thing about the toothy grin, yeah. the, or the broken tooth grin, is that when he was out on the street, he didn't have, a bro- he didn't have broken teeth. Yeah. Just added that in, because I thought it'd be, w- be weird. Yeah, yeah, it gives a kind of... Uh, <laughs> I kind of scampish hair. Yeah, I thought a kid with broken teeth, kind of, sort of heading towards the year, because you're you're a big fan of kids in peril. <laughs> I love uh, it. So anyway, so he sees the kid again. The kid hasn't seen him. It's twilight. It's already eerie. Jimmy, because this is you know, there's no dialogue or anything, uh, mm-hmm. and they're not next to each other. So Jimmy's giving no impression of being interested in catching up with the kid. Yeah. But then we see something move from the shadows in front of the kid. Don't know what the kid's doing. Give yeah. me fucking anything. Doesn't really matter. Uh, so, shrouded in darkness, whatever it is kind of drops to the floor. A moment later, what appears to be an elbow slams one of the kid's knees the wrong way. Oof. With a sickening crack, Jimmy immediately pulls his dog back in. FYI, I think that was Alfie at the door, yeah. funnily enough, which is funny because there's a dog in this. He's on a lead, I've written. He's not an idiot. Yeah. Uh, it's night time, he's got a dog, you know, on a lead, mate. Even in the park. What if it runs away? I don't know. Uh, so anyway, so he's, he's wrangling his dog, and you're seeing, before we know what's happening, the other fucking knee goes, you know, like, Oof. out the wrong way. Like, this is, there's no punches pulled here. Like, mm. this is, we're getting good creature effects yeah. or whatever. Uh, kid, The kid starts screaming, that starts to register kind of with the audience. I was thinking we might have one of those kind of, you know, when it's like, yeah, something pops back yes. in a real yeah. sound, you know, yeah. I don't know, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, before we know what's happening, the other, the other leg's fucking cracked out the wrong way. Kid's screaming, that starts to register. A hand yeah. reaches around the back of the kid's head, and you see a curved silver blade, like a sickle, start protruding it out from his back, Oof. cutting off the scream. Jimmy's dog tries to run towards this mayhem, and Jimmy scoops him up silently, sees the sickle retract, and then reappear through the back of the kid's neck, severing heads physically it just wow. it's as if it's been fucking rammed through, been through the throat just yeah. sees it come out the other side from balls to uh, severing the head from the torso in a bloody raining mess facing him across the severed neck is the face of his neighbour opposite the policeman his face in a bloody grimace sodden with blood Jimmy fucking bolts with them yeah. right other elements of the act this is act two consist of kind of burbs type the burbs just yeah. for clarity type kind of covert surveillance from windows snooping about mm-hmm. lots of consultation with his uh, one of his mates about it of lots of back and forth chat we, I mean we've seen this guy kill a kid so this, no, oh. no fucking messing by this are point are we going as like hearted as the burbs or is it a bit more of a no 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 so where were Jimmy fucking bolts with Doug yeah other elements oh yeah burbs I uh, did that already kill a kid he's killed the kids. So yeah. by this point in the movie, there's no messing about. We, we know we know there's some bad shit going down. Yeah. So we we start to see more sneaks of kind of creepy things and unnerving things through mm-hmm. through these kind of investigations. Uh, did I already say? So he's sneaking about. Maybe his mate a bit as well. It doesn't really matter. The point is they see they see enough stuff yeah. on top of the fact that you and Jimmy uh, you the audience have already seen di- this guy unquestionably but also him. this guy's a copper mm. who do you go to well I'm coming to that mate <laughs> I, I... I'm coming to that so um, 
So that, yeah, that's exactly, you put your finger on the button. Uh, so the final scene of Act 2 is, is Jimmy deciding with his mate that they've yeah. got to do something. Of course. So Act 3, opening scene of yeah. Act 3. This might get a bit rambly. It's night time. Several vans pull away from the house opposite. The dodgy policeman's yeah. one. Again, we're at point of view of Jimmy's flat. It's like 3am and we're watching through the window, through Jimmy's eyes, as he turns back to a kitchen full of his friends. Friends we met in Act 1. Yes. Prepping shit. Yeah. Uh, still a bit of a woeful showing in terms of who's there. There's a uh, dude and his, uh, and his other half, dude two and his other half, mm-hmm. and, and, Jimmy, and Jimmy's brother. Yeah. Uh, I might try and give. I, I wanted to go and give these people names, but I've uh, really ran out of time this week. Uh, a lot has been we, can, we, we can let the audience do that. For sure. So, so or we can do it at the end. So, so this group of people are all on the same page at this point. They're, they're all on the same page. Committed. Yeah. After so, like one of these dudes, so dude one, if you like, yeah. and Jimmy have in Act Two conducted these kind of Burbs style investigations yeah. themselves. Yeah. You know, we've been there all along with them. Yeah. We're all without doubt. So, as I say, Act 2 ended with them going like, we got fucking act. Yeah. We got act. Shit's happening. Yeah. So, in this opening scene of Act 3, there's basically four friends, two guys, two girls, and Jimmy's younger brother and Jimmy in the kitchen. Yeah. And they're all like, there's a hubbub of chat and they're sorting things like hammers, a spade, kitchen knives, yeah. you know, utilitarian weaponry that, of course. that you would have lying yeah. around. These guys are not, you know, this is not something they do. Yeah. Put it that way. And they're not even, because again, I, I, back to your question about setting, I didn't, like, could be set in America, in which yeah. case maybe somebody has a gun, but it could be set anywhere, really. It doesn't actually yeah. matter. I've... There's an argument between the team, because one of the women, I mean, they're all going to be around Jimmy's age, so yeah. 20 girl women, it's difficult. Yeah. On the precipice of being women. <laughs> Um, so one of the women is incredulous that they would expect her to go with it. Like, but but I'd written like it, this leads to like you can't call police on police. Yeah, you know, yeah. like back yeah. which is exactly what you've said earlier. Uh, but I didn't know that actually sounded a bit more like a policeman was saying it. But that you could, you could like, yeah, can't call police on police in it. You can't call the feds on feds. Or something, you know, I don't know what they'd say in London. But I think uh, that's. The, 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 the Babylon? The, the, I've heard that before. The Babylon well, or the Fuzz? I don't know. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Fuzz fuzz is old, though. Yeah, yeah man. A like, new <laughs> lingo, I think, is... Uh, and Feds isn't even that recent. Five uh, going back Is that to, in America? Going back to Attack the Block for Feds. Ah, yeah, of course. Of course. So, like, what am I going to do? You can't call police on police. <laughs> uh, so, people are like, well, I'm not going to... You know, so there's, this, yeah. there's, this, there's a debate, basically, about, like, well... Because and and what I wanted to do here was because again one of the things that uh, frustrates me in horror movies, yeah. uh, when it happens, it doesn't always happen, of course, is 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 when there is a, a route that you would try in reality that yes. they don't even yeah. don't even think about. So so I felt like I had to address like you would not like if yeah. you said to me, oh my neighbours are acting really weird. Even if we saw this shit, mm. even if I came over and I'm this other guy, like, yeah. you're Jimmy, I'm his mate. Yeah, and we saw stuff. I'd be like, call the police. Yeah, and even if you were like, you can't call police, on police. I'd be like, I'm fucking call the police anyway. Yeah, we just try. Right, it's exactly. What? Well, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be difficult for him to like set us. You know, whatever. Like, mm. it, it, I would be like, let's do that. Who are you gonna call? So if, the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much. <laughs> that was the that was the first version. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, so I wanted to just have that play out so yes. that you felt like, yeah. Because you're yeah. screaming it. At this point, yeah. if you know you're watching a horror just movie... Just fucking called the, the five call, O's, the feds. Call the feds, isn't it? The right. Call the feds. Call the feds. Is it? <laughs> is it? Is it? She refuses to go, basically. So this mm-hmm. is one of the ladies arguing that uh, of all the actions, this one probably isn't the best course of action as a first response. Of course. Which Makes is sense. rational. Yeah, yeah, I wanted a rational, rational voice in there because I felt that that was more realistic, frankly. Because always going to be somebody. Of um, course. So the team move. The rest of the team basically move into action, right? So they're now tooled up with whatever they found, mm-hmm. heading down to now Pitch Black Lane that we mm-hmm. saw from the opening shot, which is essentially across the road and runs down the yeah. side of in between the house where the cop lives and the house that we saw the kid that he killed earlier. Yeah. So we're probably following a route that Jimmy went earlier in Act 2 with his mate and saw something minging. The team enter through a window, carefully, silently navigating what looks to be a fairly standard house, right? So this is pretty, yeah. this is intense now. This is intense because yeah, yeah. they are like silent, you know, like yeah. creepy, creepy, every creak and every like yeah. is <laughs> like, you're like on edge. Yeah. And as they pass through a kitchen, the, the kitchen, there's all kinds of like, you get this slow realization shot, you know, as mm-hmm. they're kind of looking across yeah. this r- room. A lovely slow pan. Slow pan, that's what I wanted. You see all kinds of elaborate like knives and blades laid out on the table. Shit. There's other other blades and stuff steaming in boiling pots on the stove. Nice. There's also a large pot on the stove with a lid that's been secured on by brass locks and nice. and like bolted to itself basically yeah. to keep it closed rather than yeah. to make it accessible. And it's got some weird looking inscriptions on it. And for good measure, I put there's some sickeningly scrimshawed set of u- utensils. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure scrimshaw is just on like is it whalebone. Yes. Should have yeah. looked that up. Teeth, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Ivory? Maybe. I don't know. So I wanted something just that was like, the fuck is that? Not not, not a normal set of knives. But old as well. So yeah. People don't really scrimshaw these days. Anyway, and some of this stuff's all like still bloody and thick with ichor. Hmm. One of Jimmy's mates uh, draws our attention to an open doorway. Open doorway with stairs leading down. So still looking fairly strong, the team descends yeah. slowly and carefully... Though the lights start to gutter out and are being replaced with candles, the further on they go, the stairs that they're on keep turning and turning until you're you're like, well, this is something, something's something's wrong. A strange death. This is weird. Unnatural. And the walls turn from wood to, and you know, whatever, plaster to hewn rock. As if by now we're like a few stories underground at least and no longer in a dwelling, but like a cave or some sort of cave network. Nice. Finally, we reach an opening, and the team slowly spread out with their weaponry. So, like an opening at the bottom of the stairs, and, and there's like they, they have to go through some more tunnels, and they reach an opening where they spread out with their weapons. Mm-hmm. So we approach what appears to be a fairly giant chamber, but because it's candlelit, it's difficult to tell for sure, but it looks fucking huge, and there's a single voice chanting. As we go further in, mm-hmm. we see the policeman's wife, dressed in this crazy cultish-type garb, on her knees, chanting in front of a wide black chasm with no visible bottom, encircled by some glowing runes. So, like, kind of like just a fucking massive gash in, yeah. in the kind of earth that feels cool. like yeah. it's just sort but, of crushed. But, but it holds some significance to them. 
Like yeah. It's about cults, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. your instant thought is they're worshipping the whatever, the chasm. Yeah. Above the chasm is hung a naked man by chains by the wrists. And to the left of the chasm, the policeman, we see, is standing in equally cultish type clothing, mm-hmm. sharpening a blade on a table whilst consulting a large book. The hanging naked man is head down, silent, and largely unmoving, except for the odd kind of nod of the head. Yeah. As one of Dreamy's mates moves behind a rocks, uh, rock, stroke box, stroke lectern, whatever. Yeah. The man's head rises and looks right at him. So it's Dreamy's mate, dude bro. I've yeah. got here, but. Gav. <laughs> Gav. Alright, so he's looking right at Gav. And at the same moment, the policeman puts the blade sharpener down and starts heading towards the naked hanging man. Yeah. Naked hand, a naked hanging man starts screaming, like, why are you doing this? You killed my child and now you're killing me and stuff like that and starts yeah. getting really, like, animated and and you're thinking, oh, his kid was the kid maybe from literally over the road, like, yeah. or, like, the house next door over the path. And the policeman's looking at him, like, stops just staring at the naked man, the trained hanging man, like, like, like confused. And this is getting, the guy, the guy's like screaming now, and it's getting tensions rising, and panic's kind of starting to build. And then the policeman follows the naked hanging man's gaze towards Gav. Yeah. And has a sudden moment of realisation. And he lifts his hands as if to say stop, but just as he does so, Dubro 2, so yeah. another one of Jimmy's mates, runs in and hammers this guy square in the head with a hammer. Nice. Take down. Gotta make sure they go down and stay down. As he's doing that, Gav runs for the policeman's wife with his knife, and though she starts screaming something before he gets to her, he pitches her out with one punch. Jimmy and one, uh, one of the, the girls, the woman that's with him, turn their attention on the naked hanging man, mm-hmm. whilst this, you know, whilst most other people are being taken out. Yeah. Uh, and he's begging them to hit the release for the chains, and, you know, like, screaming at them to hit this lever. And so, as they hit the lever, uh, he's screaming at them to pull. It releases a huge stone that we hadn't actually previously noticed, but a fucking huge stone that's also hanging by chains above Naked Hanging Man, above the chasm. Yeah. So, if you can imagine, huge chasm, yeah. Naked Hanging Man in chains. It's massive, candlelit, we can't see the edges or anything. Of course. And then, so we haven't noticed this massive kind of lodestone, basically. Yeah. So, this huge stone hanging mm. above him, above the chasm starts tipping and it drops away from the chasm and lands on the ground because they've, they've released it with this thing Naked Hanging Man's still hanging from the train everyone's like looking looking at Naked Hanging Man at this point and he goes silent and his head just drops down and it suddenly just goes completely limp as if, he, as if he's dead yeah. so everyone's confused and everyone starts like asking each other what the fuck's going on and which one lowers Naked still looking for the thing to take Naked Hanging Man down yeah and like, what the fuck is that stone? What's going on? Then Naked Hanging Man slowly starts swinging in his chains. Like his head's still limp and everything. His body's still limp, but he slowly starts yeah. swinging kind of front to back. And after a moment, he's got enough momentum up, or his body's got enough momentum up. Uh, his, his kind of feet are coming o- over the solid bit, so because he's over the chasm, so his feet yeah. are starting to come back over the land. And as they do, his wrists just extends, like ripping the skin, like Ooh. kind of almost like if you, like he's being degloved. The flesh part just kind of extends. Oof, yeah, it's almost like new kind of flesh, almost a fleshy growth, or kind of yeah, a full yeah. extension of flesh, uh, so that his feet land on the ground, and his arms are just hanging behind him, extended, raw, and like bleeding, still attached to us, like slack manacles now. Mm-hmm. And as he slowly starts lifting his head up. 
the runes that we see when we first arrive that are kind of along the edge of the chasm start guttering out one by one. Nice. And in the silence of this kind of confusion, we don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Slowly, the policewoman slowly regaining consciousness. Yeah. She starts mumbling something about getting the book. And just as everyone looks, starts to look at the book on the table, the last of the runes fails. Suddenly, Gav starts shouting. Naked hanging man staring intently at him. Policeman's wife is grabbed by a hand that's come up out of the chasm. And just thumb and, and pinky through each eye, the rest of the fingers in the mouth just pulls her wow. into the castle. Bone, bowling balls ahead. That's her out of the picture. Q screaming, everyone starts going, that's it. Like, everyone yeah. loses it. Up until this point, like, yeah, you've had that. You've got the shock and awe of, like, the fuck is going on with his yeah. arms. Because until this point, it is weird. Yeah. But it's. It's all within the world. You think, oh, this is a couple of perks. Yeah. Or whatever, but yeah. still normal. Yeah. But the, the arms. Sort of just quieted everybody. Yeah, of course. And that whole thing, like, what, what's the whole deal with this yeah. guy? Full stop by this point. And then the rune got ring out. Yeah, the and, bowler's and grip on the face. The bowler's grip on the face. It's game changing. So Gav is quivering and getting worse because the naked hanging man is, like, staring at him, like, non-breaking gaze. Yeah. Gav can't sort of look away. He's just silent, quivering, getting worse. The woman that's with him is, like, backing away. She bumps into a new figure uh, in cultish robes that's just come out of the darkness and he's screaming, get away from it, get away from it. Okay. And uh, Scab at this point starts get going to sort of manic, kind of wide-eyed grin as he's kind of shaking. The edges of his mouth start to tear backwards towards the ears. Like the grin is literally wow. just breaking the mouth, like the face yeah. open. Uh, so the, and the inside of the mouth starts to rearrange itself into huge rows of teeth. As the eyes are starting to gorge into something horrible, the, the new hooded man grabs the book and screams for the team to fucking run. Yeah. As they're running towards the uh, tunnel, back towards the stairs, Gav's legs split and expand as he starts to gain height and bulk. And it's just like similar to the guy, the naked hanging man's wrists. It's just yeah, this yeah. kind of flesh growth in. Yeah, yeah. Her- horrific. So I had the void in mind here. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really know how to describe that. So fleshy, yeah. maybe tentacly. Unnatural body arrangements. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awful yeah. lot of like icky sounds. Icky sounds. Fucking horrible yeah. sounds, right? The crunches um, and the splats. Yeah. So sinews meet, blood and bones snap and ripple across his former legs yeah. and he lets loose a deep gargling sound. The candles in the hall start to fail as the team reach the edge of in the cavern start to fail as, as the team reach yeah. the edge of it again. The last shot before it goes completely dark is of things streaming out of the chasm where naked hanging man and the stone above him had been. Nice. So by things, I just put that for shorthands because I could have gone on. Yeah. But you know, like I'm thinking full on uh Lovecrafts in misshapen sort of Yeah. Things. Shambling horrors, yeah. fucking giggling, running horrors, you know, like real yes. but throw everything at it. That's what yeah. I was thinking. So don't limit it to Lovecraftian, like throw in your anything you everything. Like yeah. just horrible fucking nightmare. It's almost like it's less about sort of the physical things coming out, but it's as, as I'm going to say, it's going to be like a sort of reflection of uh, everything people are afraid of or people yeah. hate, like hates all, and fears all the, all and manifestations the, yeah. of horrors, basically. Yeah. the horrors of the world. That, that are symbiotic with yeah. the people that are there. Pandora's box, obviously. Brilliant, yeah. Thank you. The rest of the third act is essentially a switcheroo, right? So mm-hmm. 
This exposition can be done by the, the guy that's just come out of nowhere and yeah. taken the book and told them all to fucking book it. Yeah. So uh, so it turns out the policeman and his wife were part of a wider network of watchers, let's call them, mm-hmm. for want of a better word, who held at bay this particular entrance to the other side. Yeah. Whatever that's decided on, and we can shoot it over. Yeah, know, of course. Whatever. But the stone hanging above the chasm was what was keeping things from coming through from mm-hmm. the other side. A naked hanging man and the dead kid from earlier were both hosts that had been infected by this horrific force, and Get thus tra- were forfeit, yeah. and they were uh, unsavable, yeah. and they were just going to be, you know, agents yeah. of havoc. However, they had to be, the kid and the uh, naked hanging man had to be sacrificed sacrificially in yeah. order to successfully return the abominations to the other side. Cool. Hence the kind of weird weaponry and, and like yeah. chains and shit. It's kind of, of course. it's not just because they're kinky. Yeah, of course. Uh, so Jimmy and his pals totally misread the entire situation based on their own, well, I've written, based on their own need for righteous indignation and being seen to act. Okay. So by lowering the stone, they just opened up. They're fucked yeah. up. I They've would say gates of hell for a short kind yeah. of hand, but it's a bit more esoteric than that. You know, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not the full Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Vision yeah. of hell. It's whatever, whatever we just described. So the remainder of this act, then, and this is my favorite bit. Surprise, surprise. Probably thirty minutes is a classic hunter becomes the hunted scenario. Yeah. So. At the end of that opening scene from Act 3, we literally leave them having basically opened these fucking hell gates. Yeah. And they're in an unfamiliar, like, subterranean tunnel yeah. network, you know. Being hunted by all kind of unspeakable things. So, yeah, so we know, so, and all the lights have guttered out. Yeah. Right? And so, basically, let me read what I've got. So, I've written, Hunter becomes a hunted scenario in an unfamiliar place. I feel like they never make it back to the stairs. That when they remove the stone, they also open the tear in reality so that the caves yeah. and the chambers take on a kind of hellish, unreal quality yeah. where reality is kind of up for debate and the most horrific things are going on everywhere they turn. <laughs> yeah, have to help me out with this bit because I wrote sort of like that Turkish movie we watched where they drive into town, which turns out to be <laughs> some sort of hell they can't escape. That was Baskin. Baskin. Yes, absolute yeah. classic. So, like, not exactly like Baskin, but elements of Baskin. Yeah. Great movie, Baskin. So, anyway, the 30 minutes is going to be the entities in whatever horrific forms they yeah. take, picking off the remaining team in horrific ways, yeah. during which we get a little bit of quick exposition as to the stone, chasm, mm-hmm. the other side from the remaining watcher, formerly cultist, before mm-hmm. he, too, is taken or gives his life to save somebody. Yeah. The final girl is going to be the lady who was with them, obviously not the one that didn't go. Yeah. And nobody else makes it out, Jimmy included. What about uh, Jimmy's brother? Jimmy's brother, he either did or didn't go. I haven't decided. Okay. Let's, let's talk about it in a second. Uh, this is the end, basically. So final girl is the lady that was there. Nobody else makes it out. Last main scene closes with another loot and bust moment with Jimmy's... You know, oh, <laughs> with Jimmy's younger brother. Except yeah. this time he's there to help pull her out through the basement window or similar. Yeah. You know, so like a kind of like... Again, because of the unreality... Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't know at this point. Yes. It, it actually always reminds me about that the last scene in The Descent. Where yes, where she you, just crawls, crawls way out. Yeah, well, yes. In that case, Except it's, that it's she doesn't really. She's, she's, so, so in the same sense, this this woman doesn't know whether she's really about to be able she's to get out or not. She's fighting tooth and nail so against she, it. Yeah. Doesn't know what. So it's like, maybe she almost kills Jimmy's younger brother whatever. Yeah. Final scene in the movie is a shot of this final girl who is now in ceremonial watcher's gear, lit by candlelight, picking That's up a knife. Cool. Yeah, so she's basically taken on the mantle. She's joined this secret order sort of Right, thing. yeah. That's uh, very cool. 
Yeah? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's very, very, very good. So, what I wanted to do was, because you know me, like, and again, without wanting non-horror fans to think I'm a weirdo, within a horror context, like, I quite enjoy a good, just, balls to the wall. Yeah. Stuff's gone, yep. stuff's gone fucking mad mm. to yep. the point where, like, so The Void is, is, does kind of do that yeah. in, in a way, and I, and I, I really like that movie. Um, and, you know, obviously there's, there's lots that do it. I think, yeah, because there's that sense, like with The Void and Baskin and, like, Hellraiser as well, there's a sense that even if you make it out of this predicament, the things you've seen and experienced, you're, you ain't coming back from this. You yeah. face a, such a series of unrelenting horrors that normalcy is now, now somewhere you're never going to return to, even if you survive it. That's quite a cool case in point with this one. Her life is finished. She's now a watcher. She's, yeah. she's got a duty. You can't see things like that and just go back to just doing it being a person. It's a bit clunky, but we want to like the protagonists, but we also want to hold them to account. Because yeah. I feel like that's what this particular horror movie is doing in a way, is the horror version of holding people to account for their slight <laughs> irresponsibility. Uh, I got I got this thrown up. Yeah. Y'all so, don't need to come around here making me food. <laughs> I, me and, what do we call him, Bobby? Me and Bobby are fine. Just fine. I've been keeping my eye on that guy over the road. He's fixing to do something wrong. I mean, mate, the script writes itself at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's... You know, like, sometimes good people get punished. Sometimes good people make bad calls. Yeah. It's a harsh old So, you know, yeah. So maybe it's a comment on that, too. Yeah, maybe so it's like Jimmy really was actually trying... Trying his best. ...to do something right and um, got horribly dismembered for it. And that's the it. B story, is that he's still trying to do that. He tries to have his own work. He tries to provide for his kid brother all the time. But he's yeah. just... But again, there's nothing wrong with getting a little bit of assistance. A little bit of a help is not a bad thing. Yeah. Any any thoughts on name? As I say, I, the, the house across the street, street is pretty good. Um, is there a film called that? I don't know. Probably should have thought about it. Check. I mean, not that it really matters. I like bad names. What about the house across? Did I say house across the road or house across the street? I mean, mate, whatever that. The road's called, gonna make <laughs> and the other one. The house opposite. That house. <laughs> This is where, uh, do you ever see that Mr. Show sketch where David Cross is doing a phone-in, but it's it's a taped phone-in show, so like it's <laughs> yeah. aired, it's aired a week. <laughs> and it's always out of sync. Well, yeah, so it's always out of sync with yeah. the people calling in. It's um, really, very funny. But there's a little bit of our attempt at a podcast yeah. that feels like that. Always a great thing to say. Like, hey, hey, yeah, guys, right in for next week. I mean, we will talk about it next week, because we, like we did this week, but uh, or next episode, but it does. There's, got, there's shades of it. Do you know what? We're making way too much work for ourselves. Out there in, in Radioland, think of a name. Let them do the Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it wouldn't be nice, to be, able to pick up a, be nice to be able to pick up a phone now and be like, uh, <laughs> uh, you're on the line. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you want to give out your number. <laughs> yeah, and then have people call it next week. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I, I think we've done enough of the work. You wrote the synopsis. I sat down. That's up to them now. They can right. name the piece. I mean, right. I think House Across the Street is already solid as fuck. You, you've got yourself a safe one there. If they think they can do better, have at it. Great. Yeah, right. I, I, I don't know why we're worrying about this. So, good time to say probably that the email address to contribute to the story, tell us off, <clears> commend <throat> us, shout at us. What else might people do? Us. No, I'm giving options. I mean, just say... I said commend as well. I mean, I would have said commend and then leave the rest. 
Commendor well, I'm trying to uh, look. Send us money. At this point, at, <laughs> at this point, want a bit of scratch. Just get in touch, I guess. Yeah, yeah. A bit of scratch. A bit of scratch for spending yeah. money. Yeah? Yeah. Can't torrent us a paper itself. So the email address is let's make a horror movie at gmail.com. Easy to remember. And yeah, email email in. Just email nonsense, really, if you can't. Just email yeah. something. Windings. <laughs> windings. Don't do windings. <laughs> windings. I can't even. Um, <laughs> right. Talking shit any now. yeah, any last notes? I think I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. Let's make a horror movie. <laughs>